Hey Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily and our last full week of May and another week of Hope Dailies. We are approaching the end of our look at Exodus and today I want to look at three short episodes of that we find in Exodus and talk about the idea of God testing his people. This idea or phrase comes up in each of the passages that we'll look at today. And it's kind of a weird concept. Going back to Genesis 22, when God asked Abram to sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac, we've been pondering what it means for God to test us. Wrestling with this can get even more confusing when we get to the New Testament, and James tells us in uh, James 1, verses 13 to 15, that when we are tempted, we are not to say that God is tempting us. Instead, James says it is our own desires that lead us astray. I remember discussing this in high school and the differentiation given to us for God testing versus our being tempted was related to the desired outcome. So like we are tempted to do wrong either by our own sinful desires or by the adversary, Satan. But when God tests us, it is a challenge to do what is right, an invitation to trust. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about my own daughters. When they are on the top of the playground or some relatively high place and they want to get down, I'll stand a few feet from them and I'll tell them to jump. This is a test. I'm not inviting them to danger or to the possibility of getting hurt. They might view it that way, but I'm inviting them to trust me. There is apparent risk, though it appears higher to them than it actually is. I'm confident of the outcome. They just may not be. So the question before them is, will they trust their father and jump? And this is quite different than, say, what my friends and I used to do when we were younger. There are plenty of dumb stories that I could choose from, but let's just use this one as an example. One time we had a huge snowball fight in my friend's backyard. He had like a wooded backyard. So we were having a big snowball fight in the woods. And when you go far enough back, the woods approach a street. And so we came up with the brilliant idea of throwing snowballs at cars as they drove by. Only we didn't want to do that. So we wanted my brother to do that. (laughs) This was temptation. We didn't know what would happen. And to be honest, we didn't even consider the consequences. The goal was not to get my brother to trust us and to learn that we have his best interest at heart. No. Instead, our own evil desires had led us astray and we wanted company. When we read about God's testing or even experience it for that matter, we should consider the first example. A loving father, completely secure and capable, inviting his children to jump into his arms. The test is an invitation to trust. Temptation, on the other hand, is an invitation to lose a piece of our humanity. With this as our basis, let's look at the first test that we'll, let's look at our first test of the day, Exodus 15, 22 to 27. So there we read, then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was called Marah, which means bitter. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a a log, or a tree, and and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. 
There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. So this is the first test. Now, this is just a, a few verses long. But this is right after the Red Sea, where God had performed this wonderful miracle of saving his people through a body of water. You might think that if you had gone through that roughly three days ago, that you would assume that your God has power over water. But instead, the people grumble to Moses. Instead of trusting God, they complain to their leader. Moses, however, calls out to God, and and the phrasing that's used there is the same that's used of priests as they intercede for their people. And so Moses calls out to God on behalf of his people and asks for him to do something for his people. And he says he shows him a tree and tells him to throw it into the water. And so the tree goes into the waters and becomes the means of salvation. There's another Bible Project podcast that uh, talks about this a little bit more in depth. And so I'm going to put it in the show notes. But Moses here passes the test that he comes up to a problem, a, a clear problem where once again, they're at water and they think they're going to die. And Moses calls out to God, knowing that God will respond, that God will act on their behalf. But the people fail this test by complaining and groaning. The next chapter, chapter 16, is our next test. In verses 4 and 5, we read this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So here, it's another test. God is going to provide for them, miraculously bringing bread from heaven, and feed the people. But they are not supposed to collect it on Sunday. That is to be a day of rest. They are to collect twice on the sixth day so that they have enough for the seventh day. I didn't read it, but they're also only to take enough for one day. And if they keep any, if they tried to keep extra, it would go bad. And we see that people don't listen and they keep it and it goes bad. And then on the Sabbath, uh, preparing for the Sabbath, they don't collect it. They go out to get food and there isn't any there. And so again, some people listen, some people don't, but God tested them. One more, and this one is a little bit later. It's actually right, uh, takes us up to Mount Sinai in chapter 19. We'll read a few verses in 19 and then in 20. 19.10 to 19 says this. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people, and you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up, Onto the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. And he said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud of mountain and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. 
Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in the thunder. And we're going to skip till after the Ten Commandments. Go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. Now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. So as you read the story in 19 and 20, that obviously there's a, a lot that happens in between those. But most scholars think that this is kind of like a stitched together story with the Ten Commandments in the middle, but it's all one narrative. So that third day, God was inviting the, all of the people to go up to the mountain to receive the law, but the people were afraid. And Moses says, don't be afraid. God is testing you. And as we've seen in the, our three stories, God's tests are not to make you fail. They're not to trip you up. They're invitations to trust. And so the first time, God moves them through the Red Sea, and then they go three days without water. And if I'm honest, after three days without water, I would probably be complaining too. And then if I saw water, I'd be really excited. And then if I couldn't drink it, I would be pissed. I'd be mad about that. And I don't know that my faith would be in God, but God was testing the people to say, remember what I did three days ago? Will you trust me to do it again here to save you at another body of water? And then with the manna, God was saying, will you trust me? He, he didn't tell them don't collect more than a day's worth because maggots will be in it. But he did say only collect enough for the day. And then when they collected more, they woke up and it was rotten and it had maggots. Will you trust me? Then collect, collect more, collect double on the day before the Sabbath so that you will have enough. And then some people wake up and there's no food. Will you trust me? God is inviting them to trust. Listen to me. Trust me. And then here, God is inviting all of the people up to the mountain to hear his word, to be in his presence. We, we know that when Moses comes down, that he is shining, that his life is changed and is different. And you could only imagine what it would be like. We know when we get to the New Testament and Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up onto the mountain and he's transfigured that Peter says, can we stay here forever? Like what was happening there was something you wanted to be a part of, but the Israelites were too afraid. God invites us to trust him. How can we know when we are being tested? Well, I think if one of the options in your life is to trust God and the other is to complain and grumble, it's probably a test from God and you should probably choose to trust God. If one of the options is to trust God and the other is to steal, lie, cheat, or in some way harm another, this is a test from God and you should probably choose trust. God is not tempting us to sin. He is not trying to trip us up. He's standing a few feet below us with his arms open, asking us to jump. Will you trust God in the tests of your life?